Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Monday. We just had like a rock'em, sock'em yeah. debate here <laughs> on mandatory vaccinations. Amir Adaran, who is like full-on mandatory vax in Canada from the University mm-hmm. of Ottawa, going up against Brian Lilly from the, the, the Toronto Sun, basically on the side of the, the federal conservative saying make it make it optional but try to reach out and get people more vaccinated but you don't have to go as far as making it mandatory tough issue for the conservatives your thoughts on it yeah so i mean when you got almost 85 percent of the population with one dose and approaching uh 70 more than 70 percent fully immunized basically the vast majority of canadians have bought into immunization and into vaccination so when you try to make it mandatory you're really only uh, going against the wishes of the 10 to 15% of the people who uh, don't want to be vaccinated, and that's a tiny, tiny minority. So it makes sense politically. It's a wedge uh, issue. It's a good wedge issue. It's going to trouble O'Toole and the conservatives big time uh, if they come out against uh, some of these situations because it is to make everybody safe to be vaccinated. There was an anti-vax rally in front of the legislature a couple days ago, 30 people, not you know, a very tiny number, and people were laughing at them, uh, derisive uh, laughter, walking by them, saying "get lost" sort of thing. And that's where the public is right now. They're they're very much pro vaccination. So for Trudeau to come out with this mandatory vaccination rule for federal workers, which I, you know, we haven't seen any of the details. We haven't seen how. But right on the eve of the election, I mean, it's clearly a political move. Clearly a political ploy to draw the conservatives out. And O'Toole O'Toole is floundering with this. He doesn't exactly know what to do with the vaccination uh, mandatory uh, situation. It's a a wedge issue that works for the Liberals. Well, what he said, what what O'Toole said was he was opposed to mandatory vaccines, Mm -hmm. but he is in favor of getting as many people vaccinated as possible. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, you would have to face daily rapid testing for COVID if you're a federal employee. Yeah, and it's one thing to have mandatory vaccines. And the other one is just to have consequences if you don't get vaccinated. Well, that's his option. And that's going to be where I think uh, you're going to see most government fall it's not going to be for instance in bc dr Bonnie henry has one mandatory vaccine vaccination program that's for long-term care workers i don't i wouldn't be anticipate her extending that to a broader situation for healthcare and teachers for example but perhaps there will be consequences for people if you don't get vaccinated and i think primarily you look at san francisco and new york city the consequences are you can't go to entertainment venues you can't go to restaurants you can't go to theaters you can't, and that's the consequences of not being vaccinated. I can see something like that happening rather than it being a condition of employment. Okay, Bonnie Henry's under a lot of pressure, though, to expand a mandatory vaccination, particularly on university and college campuses yeah, no, in you've British had Columbia. F- faculty Association president is demanding mandatory vaccination. You are seeing that in some colleges and universities across the country. But she did open the door last week when she said she's not preventing anyone from in, uh, invoking these measures. So that they can do it on their own. They don't need a public health order. Yeah, and they've got a working group and a committee studying it, so we'll you, see where that can, one goes. It'll be interesting whether a school district on its own invokes a mandatory va- vaccine rule or whether yeah. a university or college on its own without needing a public health order. They can do that. Okay, I, th- I agree with you that I think this move by Trudeau on the eve of the election to talk about mandatory vaccination for federal public servants is 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 clearly kind of a wedge issue designed to kind of draw out the conservatives. When O'Toole came out in opposition to that, I think the liberals are likely very delighted. This is precisely mm-hmm. the, the response they wanted. Exactly. Uh, they wanted from O'Toole. They've done the polling on it. They've done the focus groups on it. And so it, it's very political. But, it, you know, it, it's easier said than done to say that we're going to mandate 
all public servants, crown corporations, One and federally regulated industries. You and me. I mean, you know, yeah, Airline passengers. You know, I mean, Trudeau was asked about this this morning, okay? So let's play a clip of Trudeau here just a short time ago, and he was asked about this. Now, he's asked here, if a federal employee does not want to get vaccinated, are you going to fire them? And here's what he had to say. I think that's a question that we're working on very closely with uh, the public service unions, for example. Uh, we know uh, that the goal is not to punish people who don't want to get vaccinated, but it is to protect uh, Canadians from being infected by people who are unvaccinated. Okay, well, if he's saying he doesn't want to punish people, I mean, if you're telling me you can't, you, you can't have your job anymore, how well, is that not punishing? They redefine their their job, but, but perhaps put them in a place where they can't have contact with actual people. Sorry, but it gets complicated. It's very complicated. We're talking a huge amount of people here, uh, and again, the fine print, as even the even the large print, hasn't been divulged yet. I don't think we're going to see any details until after the election yeah. campaign. It's going to end up in court. You're going to see some court challenge on this as a condition of employment. Uh, your earlier guest, the law prof, says clear that it's not a charter challenge, but there will be uh, it's a it's a labor law uh, uh, regulation that will be challenged in court down the road. Whether it's in BC, whether we see a long-term care worker in BC challenge this rule because we do have a mandatory vaccine rule in long-term care homes now. And someone may challenge that uh, in court. I don't think necessarily they'd win, but uh, likely there's going to be a court challenge. Okay, did you see the conservative social media ad that portrayed Justin Trudeau as that as that brat kid in the Willy Wonka mm-hmm. movie? Right. So th- this is the one where you know they've taken the, the the young girl in the Willy Wonka movie who's the spoiled brat that wants all the candy, and they they With paste Trudeau's Trudeau, face. they paste Trudeau's face on her body. Uh, and say, basically saying Trudeau is like this spoiled brat kid that calling an oh, election. It's, it's been attacked as, uh, criticized as a sexist, misogynist ad. It was interesting. Last night, uh, my global colleague, Nidu Garcha, interviewed Aaron O'Toole and tried to get him to answer the question whether he approved this ad or not. And it was a striking interview. It was fantastic work by her to try to get a politician to answer a question and well, answer it. Well, let's listen to some of that right now. So here's uh, the Glo- global reporter, Nitu Garcha, in conversation with Aaron O'Toole, and she's trying to pin him down here. Did he approve this Willy Wonka ad going after Trudeau? Have a listen to this. Did you approve that ad? Well, look, we have to have a serious talk, and that, that's what we're doing starting today. We're talking about our recovery. It's it is tragic that we're having an election in the fourth wave of the pandemic. I think it's inappropriate that Mr. Trudeau is launching this election, but we will talk about that in a serious way as we try and recover. Um, but people are frustrated, especially, as you, as you know, parts of British Mr. Columbia. Mr. O'Toole, I apologize for interrupting. Outbreak. We're viewing that campaign ad, which is the basis of my question. Again, did you approve that ad? Look, every way we're trying to communicate will be positive and effective. And with things happening online, there's a lot of ways that humor are used. But let me be perfectly clear. The issues facing our country are serious, and I'm going to be talking about them in a serious way. Mr. Trudeau is putting families at risk by having an election in the midst of a fourth wave. So I'm going to be talking about that seriously, but I'm the leader. I'm responsible for everything. I will be accountable. I won't be the ethics-plagued 
scandal-ridden cover-up government of Justin Trudeau. In so order to be accountable, to Mr. O'Toole, this is a very basic question on whether or not you approve that ad that members of your own caucus have said they wouldn't have done so. Neither you, I am the leader. I'm responsible for our plan. I'm responsible for all decisions. Okay, so he kind of did take response. Didn't come right out and say, yes, I directly approve this ad. But he said, look, the buck stops well, on his took desk. three cracks at this for yeah. him to answer a question. Uh, Nidu did an amazing job there. I mean, I'm not sure any politician needs a reminder. Don't walk into an interview with Nidu Garcha and expect to avoid questions, avoid answers, because that's just not going to be tolerated. I thought he looked terrible. I thought he came across terribly. I'm trying to answer a basic question uh, on this. It took three tries. He finally, at the end, saying the buck stops with me, but he still didn't really answer the direct question. I thought the ad was a pretty uh, silly ad. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking outhouse ad he had uh, before. Yeah, very amateurish. I mean, I'm looking at the ad and saying, is this an election for prime minister or is it for a grade six class president? I mean, what's what's going on? This seems. (laughs) Let's get a little bit more uh, serious here, but. You know, he's saying, well, you know, we're just trying to have a, we're having, trying to have a little fun and a little bit mm. of humor, but I don't know. I think it kind of back. I, I don't think it it's that flat. big a deal in the, in the bigger scheme of things. Well, in a, in, nothing's a really big deal right now in terms yeah. of the election because a lot of the electorate is not paying attention, which is the exact reason why Trudeau called it. Here's how Trudeau's, I think, going to proceed with this election. He's looking for those wedge issues. You're going to hear him really double down on gun control. I think that's coming because he mm. knows that's a wedge issue against the conservatives. He's brought out this mandatory vaccination thing mm-hmm. because he knows that's a wedge issue. And he's also going to throw a lot of money around. So I think we're and going climate to see... Change. Climate change. Sure, is climate change wedge, wedge is, issue for is, the conservatives. Yes, that's another one. And we're going to see a lot of money being thrown around and spent here. I was astonished here the day before the election. Maybe not so much, really, but you got the federal government saying, shocked, like, shocked by the money's w- being spent. By the way, seniors in Canada, here's your free money. So here's federal cabinet minister Omar Algabra r- announcing one-time payments to seniors. Have a listen to this. During the week of August 16th of this year, our government will deliver a 500 one-time payment to seniors. In addition, we have provided increases to both the Guaranteed Income Supplement and annual increases to the OAS. <laughs> okay, it's like, you know, here's your money. Uh, vote for us. Your, money, know, your money's on the yeah, way. Yeah, no, it's, unreal. it's it is unreal. It's um, pretty blatant. But again, I think Trudeau's tactics here are um, play it safe, but play it quiet as well. Nobody's going to pay attention in August to the selection campaign. It's the way he wants be, it. Not going to be top of the news. Uh, you've got in BC, you've got wildfires. We're going to have a huge COVID number today. Three days worth of you know probably more than twelve hundred cases, which is going to take people's breath away. And that's the same in right across Canada. I don't think people pay attention to the election campaign until after Labor Day, and that gives very little time for Aaron O'Toole to get his message I think across. that's the way he wants it. I yep. think Trudeau wants a low turnout, just yep. the way that Horgan wanted a low turnout last year during the pandemic election, and he yep. got it, and he won. Pretty, he c- pretty cynical, but it can be effective. All right, welcome back. Mike Smith here at Baldry's Beat. Phone line's open, star 9898 on your cell. Leslie and Burnaby. Hi, Leslie. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Uh, with regard to the seniors getting the $500 free, it is not free. I got it. You have to be 75, which is not fair to the other seniors that are 65 to 75. Hmm. And you, the letter states in there you're getting a statement because you have to put it on your income tax. It's taxable. Okay, thank you for that. Well, so, I mean, 500 turns into... Four hundred or three hundred fifty. It reminded me. Taxes. It reminded me a bit of uh, Horgan in the election last year and the eve of the election when they talked about those one-time payments coming out. 
direct to your direct deposit yeah. to your bank account. <laughs> you don't have to go to the bank with a paper check. No, no, no. We're going to make it nice and easy for you to, for us to buy your vote. We're going to deposit the money directly well, we in your bank account. In terms of election time, I guess we should have seen this coming. As we just did an internet check there. This was actually announced some time ago, but it was announced that the the uh, the timing of it would be August sixteenth. Well, coincidentally, that's the kickoff of the first day of the election campaign. campaign. Wayne in Richmond. Hi, Wayne. Um, I hope you guys get a chance to ask Trudeau directly who authorized the shipment of 16 tons of personal protective equipment to China in February 2020, and if he didn't, who in his government did, and why didn't he stop it, given that it violated the pandemic plan that Ms. Tan had co-authored in 2006? I mean, that's one of many I'd like directly answered by him, because if Nitu can fire direct answer and force an answer, I hope you guys do the same to Trudeau. Thank you, Wayne. Well, kind of a dead issue now, though. I mean, PPE. Well, yeah, we're awash in PPE. The lib, the, the conservatives will go after the liberals on pandemic management, but I think it's turned. It hasn't turned into the terrific is- issue that it was for them back in the spring, and that's probably why Trudeau did not call an election because in the, the high va- we didn't have high vaccination rates back in the right. spring. The vaccination effort has proved to be way more successful than I think a lot of people saw. A few than a few months ago, we're arguably one of the highest immunized uh, nations in the entire country. So that issue has been in taken the off the table for uh, or in the world. Sorry, yeah. taken off the table for the conservatives. Maureen in Surrey. Hi, Maureen. Or actually, let's go. Oh, sorry, Tony and Burnaby. Hi, Tony. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, I was listening to your guest you had this morning, the Liberal candidate in Victoria. She was saying how by calling the vote, it gives the people the choice. Sorry, the the, the the way to run this country. Well, it's quite the opposite. If we give uh, to them the majority, then we're screwed because he's going to be running the country how he wants it for the next four years, not us people. And that's the bad thing about this. Well, he yeah. wants the, he wants majority power, which is clear. Every politician wants the majority. I, I think the argument is that Parliament had been working effectively with the minority. But your thoughts? Exactly. Yeah. No. It, it it was interesting. I ran into Green Party MLAs Adam Olson and Sonia Furstenau on my way into the building today, and they made the point that holding an election in these circumstances really isn't that democratic because you've got parties flat-footed in terms of candidate recruitment. Uh, you don't have them in a position to to really wage democratic arguments in in the same fashion as you would in a non-pandemic election. You don't have the mass meetings. You don't have the mass rallies. You don't have the type of candidate door knocking or candidate debates that you would have in a normal election campaign, which is sort of the the underpinning of uh, of a democracy. So their point is that there's a, sort of an anti-democracy de- demo- anti aspect to an election in these circumstances. But again, I don't think that's really where the voters are at. 